The SDR Disco Call podcast is proudly sponsored by the number one best-selling sales book, Problem Prospecting. If you're an SDR who sat there staring at the phone too nervous to pick it up and make that cold call, or perhaps you're frustrated that your emails aren't getting the responses that you want, or perhaps you're a professional wanting to book more meetings with your ideal prospects. Written by three sales leaders with over 30 years of experience between them, Problem Prospecting is a book like no other. It's not theory-based. Instead, it's filled with actionable pipeline generation tips, tricks, scripts, how-to guides, and practical frameworks that you can start to use immediately. See it as your prospecting playbook to help you book more pipeline. To grab your copy, head over to Amazon and search Problem Prospecting today. Welcome to the SDR Disco Call podcast, a podcast designed for brand new sales development reps in the world of software as a service. Every Tuesday, we're going to be bringing you a new guest who's still in the role to share how or why they've gone into sales development, what have they learned in their SDR career and journey to date, and what three pieces of information would they like to share back to new and existing reps to help them become happy sellers. Every show is transcribed, recorded with links from the guests, which are available at happyselling.io forward slash podcast. I'm going to be your host, Neil Buyan, and I look forward to taking you into the world of sales development through the SDR Disco Call podcast. Hello all you happy listeners and welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Call podcast designed for brand new sales development reps. This week's guest is US Eric Beer, who at the time back in October 2020 was a mid-market SDR at Chili Piper. We're going to see how Eric looks at long-term pipeline, his must-read and favorite sales books including Fanatical Prospecting, how to get involved with SDR communities such as SDR Nation where he was a founding member, and how to build your SDR process from scratch, reduce anxieties when things don't go to plan, and also what makes a good SDR manager and how to get along with them. So with that in mind, let's begin. Hi there, gang, and welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Call podcast. Today, we've got a super athletic champion pumped up SDR by the name of Eric Beer. Eric is an SDR from Chili Piper, uh, somebody that we connected through LinkedIn on lockdown, had a real ball uh, connecting with him, and he's based out in the US. But Eric, welcome to the SDR Disco Call podcast. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. Bright and early here in uh, in Minnesota right now, but I'm definitely excited to to chat with you here, Neil. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you so much. And thank you for getting up bright and early. I know that you've got some cold calling to hit straight after this, so we'll make sure we only take the time that we need. Um, but to that point, uh, Eric, for the listeners that can't see you but can hear you, can you tell us kind of who you are, kind of where are you based, and kind of what you're doing today? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Eric Beer. I'm based right now out of Rochester, Minnesota. I work fully remotely for a company called Chili Piper. Um, I'm a sales development rep over there, currently on the mid-market team. Um, some excited cha- exciting changes are coming, but I can't reveal anything yet. But currently an SDR on the mid-market team and uh, uh, living that remote life, remote sales, it's, uh, it's a different different than anything I've experienced, but it's been a blast so far. Chili Piper is an amazing, amazing place to be. 
Thank you so much, Eric. Um, so yeah, as, as mentioned to the listeners, I was checking out your LinkedIn and you caught my eye because it was, uh, I think, in your about summary, you love the uh, brain science and you're somebody who loved consuming books. Um, I saw your experience of working with Victory Lap, um, Shopping Gibbs, you're part of SDR Nation, uh, and then obviously you'd been at Chili Piper for a few months. So what was that whole journey like starting right from the beginning to how did you get to Chili Piper, Eric? Sure. So it's a it's a long and winding journey. I'm just like everybody else and did not go into college thinking, hey, I'm going to be a salesperson one day. Uh, I went into college thinking I wanted to be the next Ron Swanson, like in the show Parks and Recreation, um, <laughs> which they just took off Netflix and it's horrible. But um, yeah, so I... for. I just, I don't know what it was. I grew up and really loved the parks and that whole experience with that. So I just thought going into college, that could be uh, something I could do is run a whole park district. And then got through college, did it, had a full-time gig and was was working. And I guess the only real enjoyment I got in that role was just communicating with the public and like building mm. out these programs and like it was almost like little mini sales roles. I like talking and coordinating with businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I didn't like, I was like, I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. So one of my friends invited me to come work for a company he was working for. It was called Next College Student Athlete. It's a, uh, it was a B2C. It was like a sales role. Uh, it was like my first real experience with sales. And it was your, your typical, hey, you're hitting the ground running as a new salesperson, you're going to grind the phone. And everyone's yeah. got to get through one of those roles, right? You got to get through that 150 dial, dial roll. So I got over to NCSA and it was where I really started learning. Um, first couple months, there were tough. The goal really was to sell and set meetings for stu- families of student athletes to meet with um, our recruiting coaches to help them decide whether a membership to get connected to college coaches was, was mm. worth it. So the company really was to just help high school student athletes get recruited to college coaches and we were going to help get them there. So it was a lot of like talking to families and really getting comfortable on the phone. Um, and then I picked up my first book, which is fanatical prospecting. And I remember it was like in January of 2019. So it must've been just over about almost two years ago. It happened, but, um, it was like, picked it up. I read it and I was like, Oh my God, I loved it. And then like proceeded to like, skyrocket to top 10% in the company and was there for a while and then was like, you know what? I want to go into B2B. So then mm-hmm. went, went over to a company called Victory Lap and they're like a sales training boot camp. Oh yeah. They're great people over there. They're incredible. I can give, a, I would love to give them a shout out and everything, but like they, they prepped me up and got me connected to the right people and like the good, good companies in Chicago. So I had to have some great interviews through them and then eventually settled on a role at a company called Shopping Gives, which was a pre-seed startup. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was the first SDR hired uh, there. And I was basically told, hey, you got to build out everything and do everything and build out the whole process. And it was an incredible learning experience and um, was there for a while. And I learned a ton. I could dive into all of that if you want me to. But I learned a ton. And I felt like my own business development executive because I was building out all the cadences and stuff. But nice. uh, COVID hit. And then uh, I got, unfortunately, got laid off with everything was going on. And then, um, but left on great terms. They actually gave me a letter of recommendation that helped me get my job at Chili Piper. So it was like awesome that they helped me out. Got to Chili Piper, 
And what we what Chili Piper does, if people don't know, is we actually help com- like companies convert more leads to their inbound demo pages. Um, mm-hmm. And we do that by allowing them to book meetings with reps right when they click, like submit a demo request. So instead of like, I think to be in touch, it's a right on the calendar. Um, yeah. So I got to them and that like really drew me to them. I really liked that idea. And like, I remember my days at NCSA being like, I wish I didn't have to make 150 dials, which these meetings were already <laughs> scheduled on my calendar. Yeah. Like, so like <laughs> stuff like that. So um, like, I just remembered that. And I've been so grateful to, to Chili Piper. They've really helped me grow and, um, I've just, at this point, like I've ramped up and now, um, some exciting changes have happened because we just got our series <laughs> A. So stuff is shuffling oh, up. Congrats. And yeah. So it's, it's big, big, exciting changes. Everything is, feels like I'm moving at like 90 miles a minute and like, just can't stop and like smell the roses. Cause everything's changing so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I, I love your energy. And again, congrats to you guys at Chili Piper as well for getting that series in. Um, and you mentioned quite a lot of good pieces and I'd love to like pick up on them as well. So sure. kind of like going back to the beginning, like within the parks and recreation bit, like you mentioned that you love interacting with people, like, you know, creating activities and doing stuff and building stuff out. What was it about that that kind of drew you to kind of like wanting to be people facing versus, you know, behind like a desk and just a computer? I just think that was the most where I found the most when I would go to work at that old role like that's what i looked forward to it was like talking to because i remember i i made like almost these connections throughout the community at some point where i just knew the different types of families that were going to come in the moms knew me it was like this i felt good once these relationships were made and they trusted me and like i could i don't know and like that was the only thing and like i didn't like the the, the scheduling staff and all of that and i just knew i wanted to talk to the community and to the public and i just knew that that's where i found the most value and i still have fun doing that every day I can definitely tell I've been checking you out on LinkedIn quite a lot. Um, So like with that, like you said, you love connecting with people, putting back into the community, helping people knew you, you built those relationships. What elements of that have you kind of taken on into kind of what you're doing in Chili Piper? How does that look today with building relationships? Um, It's just being really consistent. Like um, so, when I I think about outbounding, especially like mid-market, it's a lot of volume. So um, like people with outbound, they they might not be ready to buy it. Like you can say the most perfect thing Mm. and like you still only will get like a 15% chance that they'll be ready and like pull the trigger. Right. So it's just like, I'll always be like, Hey man, like I really am interested, but like you have to reach out to me next month. So it's just really about like staying top of mind. Like there's some prospects I'm talking to right now that like said no to me, but uh, in August, but we're still messaging on LinkedIn and I know I'm going to get him. Like, I just know Hmm. he's going to meet with me when he's ready. And it's just like providing more value and just that's, like that it's like that long-term pipeline that you don't think about but then all of a sudden i could have like a five set day and it's because everything is clicking from all the all the plants i've all the seeds i've planted from a couple of months ago so that's that's where i get the most excited is definitely it's all about like like you say like the long game like planting those seeds they may come into fruition a little later on Mm -hmm. Uh, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of our own journey like to get you on as a guest here because (laughs) in truth i was prospecting i was reaching out to you and you in 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 all honesty you were not the most difficult person to convince to come in but you needed uh, a little bit more info for me um so i'd love to hear as you were my prospect to be a guest on this show how did you feel about my approach reaching out to you and what could i've done better that's a good question Uh, i don't remember the initial one was it it, was it a video right away or it was a voice message i just remember it was like so it was a big pattern break 
and I mm. liked it. And like, it was interesting, but I was like, okay, well, the podcast's not up yet. I'm like, I don't know about that yet. I'm like, I need a little bit of social proof. And then you gave me some good social proof. And I'm like, okay, I know some people at these different companies that he's talking about. Like, I can, all right. Let's let's see what it is, and then of course, and then I've scheduled it like a month and a half later. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I was one of those prospects. But um, <laughs> you stayed in touch too, you know, you did, and you kept kept me top, kept top of mind. So I was ready, I was ready for today. So you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. That, that means a hell of a lot coming from you because again, I have to kind of prove what I'm teaching as well when it comes with prospecting. So I have to kind of do it myself as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a big learning curve for me. But um, you're right. Um, I think I went in with initial just connect hit you up with a voice note, then kind of came in with videos and then you were questioning me. And I actually enjoyed it because it brought me back to SDRing again. Um, And then, yeah, to your point, like we initially had that first chat. Uh, Things came up at work because obviously work comes first. Um, I was trying to give you some tips like to help you at that point. And then you booked it back in and here we are. We're doing the demo. We're we're, we're having the meeting. So (laughs) so thank you for being on that journey. Um, And another uh, key piece that I liked that you said was you picked up that book, uh, Fanatical Prospecting. Mm-hmm. And like every other week, I'm always asked by SDRs, like, Neil, what books would you recommend? What should I read? Something to help me out with my career. And I say, do you know what? Books tend to find me. I don't go looking for books. So I may come across something. But what was? how did you get to Fanatical Prospecting? Who mentioned it to you or how did you come across it? So this is going to be, this is really embarrassing. Um, but I was totally on the sales subreddit on Reddit because it was like the first how I really started learning about things outside of NCSA was like I just was like on Reddit and I like looking at Chicago Bear stuff on Reddit. I'm like, oh I wonder if there's a sales one. And then I like this you got a lot of really good info on here. And like the number one rated book that they always said was fanatical prospecting. I was like, all right, well mm-hmm. I gotta read that book first. And I remember because me and my girlfriend were dating long distance and I was driving from Chicago up to Minnesota to visit her. And like I remember putting the the audiobook in and I remember driving like holy shit like this is a great book I yeah. love this this is helping me like so it was just it was the first one and it really it was perfect for my role it was just it was so timely like I, I couldn't imagine like if I listened to like challenger spin first like what would have happened but because fanatical prospecting was so engaging and like so helpful with actual tips like it just was perfect for the first book I love it. I love it. So guys, um, I'll definitely put links uh, to the book mentioned by Eric in the show notes. Um, but that's a cool story. Like you said, what could I do outside of my current job? You went looking for your own. So you were owning your own development, which is a really good trait. And I love to hear that from SDRs. Um, and like you said, it resonated with you. It actually gave you tips and tricks and stuff that you could you know, find useful. Um, because similar to myself, I've read, I wouldn't say I've read hundreds of books, but I've read a few sales books um, because in my spare time, I don't always want to be reading about work, if, if that makes sense. Sure, right. But so there might be every now and then you pick up this big, oh, damn, do you know what? I remember doing that scenario, and if only I did that, and then it spurs you to kind of actually try it out next time you get that opportunity, right? Um, but no, that's really good. Are there any, so like uh, on your LinkedIn profile, you said there's 14 books. Are there any other books that you'd recommend, Eric? Yeah, so... Um, so there's definitely my top four. I'd say there's one in there. These are no specific orders, so don't think yeah. of like ranking. Um, combo prospecting. It's a little lesser known than most people. Um, oh my gosh, who's the Is it author? Tony Hughes? Tony Hughes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And the idea of triples. And it's his idea of LinkedIn, uh, email, like voicemail message, and like video. Basically, all these different channels within like a really fast succession to generate meetings. It's super powerful. Like... Check that out. It's 
it's it's incredible. It's like the new age. The reason I picked it up originally was because I wanted a new prospecting book, and like it was one of the newer ones, and I really liked what it's like the synapse on the back of it. I'm like, I could swear by it today. I'm like, this is yeah. Thank God, I was like on Amazon and like saw his book first. Like so, it was just I got his. So definitely combo prospecting. It's great. Number two, like brain sciencey stuff. Like I like my brain science. I'm going to say Transparency Sale. The Transparency Sale by Todd Capone. It's a little lesser known. It's bigger. He's a big dude in Chicago. He was actually one of my sales mentors at Shopping Gives. Um, he was a former CRO and like... Nice. And he... he sit, you sell through transparency and like tons just honesty. Like and it builds trust and the idea of people make decisions based on emotion and then, you know, they justify it with logic. You know, I, I bought the Ferrari because I needed to needed the extra horsepower to get up onto the highway. Like, no, that's not why you bought the Ferrari, right? So uh, you wanted the Ferrari. <laughs> like that's yeah. like stuff like that, right? So like it's yeah, yeah. really interesting. And if you I've like phone my emails and stuff, my talk tracks like that, and it kind of works. And then um so I had Fanatical Prospect, Transparency Sale, and I would say another huge one is Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, the negotiation book. It's like he was the former FBI hostage, hostage negotiator. It's just a cool book. Like if you don't like negotiation, it's just a really cool read. Otherwise, like you could learn some, you know how to negotiate like a, your car payment down, like, mm. <laughs> like through that. Or like I negotiated a, a lower gym, gym membership. Like it's insane. <laughs> but, so it. it's awesome books. It's- Thank you so much. So I'll definitely put links to those books um, in the show notes. And outside of reading, like uh, you said, you you meant to like Reddit to kind of read up on blogs and try to get more inspiration. Sure. What other sources do you use as an SDR to kind of like keep developing yourself outside of like current job? Yeah. So I'm a member of SDR Nation right now, which is one of those. It's like an organization for helping grow SDRs. I got some awesome leaders. I was lucky enough to be a first founding member. I was one of the first people that filled out their Google thing. I was like, oh, these people are really <laughs> smart. I got to be, got to get, clo- get close to them. Um, yeah. So there, that's a really good group. I would keep your eye out for some really helpful sales groups. There are a few that I've been part of. There's one, some like Rev Genius, Revenue Collective. Just look for a couple groups and then don't be afraid to like talk to people in those. So that's a really good like way to just build connections and learn is through these Slack channels. Um, another thing is don't, like sales hacker on YouTube, just like Google it or like, sorry, mm. YouTube it. Duh. Um, but you go on YouTube, look up sales hacker. And I'd say like probably the best piece of content I ever received from a non like book was a sales hacker webinar for, uh, with Tito Bort. And it was how to scale your outbound from 0.5 like mil to 5 million. And it was like how to scale your whole team. And it was, it's an hour long webinar. And I like, it blew my mind and it helped me build out the whole process of shopping gifts. Like it just literally shocked me. So like, don't like, that's one of like my, my big things I want to relay to every, like everybody that's like an SDR is like, stay hungry and like learn. Mm. It's like the best thing to help me get to where I am is that like, if I have free time or I just don't, don't get complacent, get excited about learning different things and then testing out different things. That's what gets me excited. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. There's so many key points in there. Um, and it's something synonymous with uh, a lot of the guests that I've been having recently, the whole idea of SDR communities. So like you said, with Sales Hacker, SDR Nation, there's the SDRs of uh, London as well. Um, there's stuff being done by Sales Loft Outreach. They're all doing these communities. And I'm loving this at the moment because so many SDRs are now being able to meet each other, share best practices, 
Um, like you said, there are hundreds, well, maybe, I don't know how about hundreds, but there are lots of different Slack channels that I'm being invited to as well. I'm like, I've got to keep careful because there's so many and it's really hard to keep up with. But you said it there, you, you, you nailed it in one, like stay hungry. So I think the old school sales mentality was always be closing and I'm like, always be learning. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, how you keep your your, your tools sharp. Um, and also, like, uh, you mentioned some great uh, people there, like SDR Nation, uh, Rev Collective, Rev Genius. I think there was one guy that I connected with who's part of Rev Genius, a guy called Ding. So he's a guy based out in Boston as well, and he's a sales rapper. And I'm seeing all this talent coming out <laughs> of, like, SDRs as well, like rappers, like actors, performers. Um, and this is kind of really getting me excited at the moment. Um, and like you said, so kind of like going to shopping gives, like where you uh-huh. had to kind of like build stuff from scratch, like with all these learnings, like walk us through, like, what did you have to build through scratch and kind of what was the outcome of that? Yeah. So shopping gives was great. I think when I got there, they had just like upgraded their HubSpot and included like their sales suite. And they had a couple templates that hadn't really been tested. And I think it was tough because I was very hungry leaving NCSA. I was top performer there, but it was really cushy. I was given leads every day to just call and then I'd send like automated emails and that's how I'd set meetings. And like I get to shopping gifts, I have to build out everything. I have to literally mm-hmm. write the copy. I have to build the sequences, the cadences, learn the learn the how to use all the different tech together and then do it at scale and then keep keep testing and tweaking it. It's like it was I was not ready for it. I just wasn't but it was the best learning experience ever because I get yeah. I get here and I'm like okay I know how to like I have this more holistic view of the sales development engine now so at shopping gives like imagine you get there and you're sold all right you have the HubSpot sales suite you can learn go on the videos and learn how to do it you have seen we have seamless AI we have LinkedIn sales nav which is a pretty solid starter starter stack right there I can yeah. find some decent leads like that but it's like all right, now build out some copy and go. And it was really like, we didn't really have a whole ton of case studies, didn't have like a whole ton of like, it's a seed company. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know like what to say besides, and I, I was so new that I just didn't know the the right way to, to write copy for email. So it was a lot of different trial and error. Um, and I remember there were times where I would go like two weeks without setting a meeting and I would just hate myself. And then, it really started to click near the end when I was when like I really started to get into the nitty gritty and like start segmenting my outreach based on vertical. And like I would lead off my emails and say things like, you know, you know, D2C brands in the CBD space, like usually have to deal with this or like growth marketers at DDC brands in this space have to deal with something like this. And like, I got like super specific on like some, some sequences I'd build and like, they were starting to get good responses. And I was like, all right, mm. cool. So I started feeling really good. And then COVID hit and then I got laid off. <laughs> so it was just like, it was like, so it was, it was tough. And it was like an incredible learning experience. I remember I was so stressed. I remember my girlfriend telling me like, it's not at night, Eric, like stop watching webinars, like stop it. And I'm like, I'm mm. stressed out because tomorrow I like I have to go to work and I'm the only BDR. I got to, I'm setting meetings for my CEO. Like, this is tough. And and like she's just like, it was so stressful. But now I'm like, okay, like that. I was there for what nine months, and it feels like I was there for like two years, just because of how much I've grown since. Yeah, and the amount of work that you were putting in for that, that uh, I can definitely relate to that when a short space of time can feel like a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there are some beautiful pieces there, kind of like you've got in, 
you can kind of see the tech stack. You're watching these webinars, you're reading up on stuff, you're trying to create cadences. And yeah, that's a lot of pressure to like be booking meetings for your CEO as well, because like he's kind of he or she is paying the bills mm-hmm. and you gotta deliver, right? Um and obviously, like with your partner saying, like, Eric, you need to calm down, chill out a bit. And I know for a lot of SDRs, when anxiety hits, that can be like the last thing that you want to hear, like, stop, yeah. because you can't, you're on a machine. Um, but kind of what do you like, obviously, now you've gone through that experience of building and now you're in a company that kind of is a bit more, you know, established with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. How do you lessen those anxieties and kind of help reduce yourself from panicking when things maybe are not going to plan? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's the toughest part when it's easy to be confident and everything when things are clicking and things are going well, but it's like, it's tough. Like I had a tough last week and it's just like, it's ebbs and flows and really staying consistent. I think a, a big key for me, um, as well as building out a system of production where it's like, you know, if you, you, you can have your goals, but it's like, you have to have a system to achieve those goals and your inputs in the system is all you can really control. So it's just like, you, the system for me would be like my style of outreach, my triples, the LinkedIn touches, everything like that. But it's the input I can control. So control what you can input and like, don't worry so much about the goals, worry so much about what you input into the system. Like that's like how I changed it. And like, it helped me separate myself from like this number above my head, but I know I can hit this number if you build out a system to to get there, if that makes sense. So it's just, I, I tried to disconnect myself from things I can't control, like a prospect answering and being happy. Like, I can't control that. Like, yeah. control, like, making the dial. That's that's what I, how I look at it. <laughs> I love it. And it kind of goes back to the old saying, um, give me the serenity uh, to keep calm with the things that I cannot control. Sorry, give me serenity for the things that I control and give me patience for the things I cannot um, 100% agree. And I love it the way that you're in that mindset of thinking of like building that process. And it's something I say to a lot of SDRs, like when you first come in, if you're looking at your target as a yearly thing, quarterly or monthly, that's kind of the worst thing to be looking at because all you're going to do is come in every day, look at that number, maybe the first week uh, and think, yeah, do you know what? I could crush that number. That's fine. Then you get into week two and you still haven't got, you're like, uh, okay, I better pull my finger out and start doing something. Week three, you get and you're like, oh my God, I can't hit it. Am I going to get fired? And then you hit the last uh, week of the month and nothing's happened. You think, right, I'm going to go into next month. I'm going to make it happen. But we still have that same pattern and things don't change. So I always mention like reverse engineer it. Think what you should be doing on the macro daily level. Um, And you know that if you have X amount of conversations, if you have X amount of interactions or touches, that that number will come. So it's like, yeah, it's great to have the aspirational number in uh, at the top of your head and then forget about it and just dig down and just keeping consistent. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think like we were having a talk a few weeks back about like building a number, trying to get a formula to help you hit numbers, etc. And hopefully that's provided some good impact because I know there's some exciting news in the future which we can't talk about yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Was, yeah. Gonna... But no, you're right. That that system you built that, that you sent me it, it was so is incredible. Yes, you can't talk about it yet, but definitely helped. And like, it's really about reverse engineering, and that's where a lot of reps, like newer reps, even like seasoned reps, just think I'm going to go in and just crush it every single day and like see what number I get. It's like, or you could do the math and know exactly what to hit per day, and like it's just it's just a different way of looking at it. And it's like, why not keep, keep the data for yourself? Like that's what I do too. 
Definitely, definitely. And also, like with yourself, Eric, you're very energetic. You've got a lot of passion, a lot of true grit, and I love that about you. Like with working within a company like Chili Piper, like how do you guys like connect with like the other SDRs that you're working with? How do you share knowledge? Uh, obviously, everybody's persona is different in the SDR team. Like, how does how does a dynamic work with you and your team today? So yeah, it's interesting because we're a fully remote company. I guess most companies are fully remote now, but uh, but yeah, it, we have this awesome Slack channel. We meet every single day. We have a huddle on Zoom, and the nice thing about them being fully remote since their founding in 2016 is they know how to do everything and like in terms of building connections i get messages from my manager multiple times a day just checking in he's like he's incredible he's so positive and upbeat and like helpful and we also have like our sdr little channel where it's only the manager and like us sdrs in there we all just are able to chat and we don't even have any other side channels and it shows how much we love our manager because like we don't have a side channel that excludes him we have him and we all communicate together and it's it just feels like a really neat little group because while we're not in the same building, like we'll get a response. Like, how do you respond to this? And then we'll throw it in the Slack channel. We dissect it for five minutes and maybe pop in a Zoom really fast to talk through it. Hop right out, send a response, hopefully book the meeting. Like it's just super collaborative. And I'm super thankful to, to be in a company where it's, I still haven't met these people in person, but I feel very mm. close to them already. I love it. I love it. Um, in essence, like you said, it's like a, like a tight-knit family where you're all available at different hours of the day. You can slack and still reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like you haven't met some of them like face-to-face, but hopefully in the in the near future when things go back to normal. Well, I don't ever think there's no, there's no such thing as normal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just we adapt and we change. So when that change comes about, I hope that you guys get to connect with them. Um, and it's really interesting, like you said, they've been remote like since day dot. Uh, and they've kind of got it down to a T on how to to make this work. And what I really recognize and love to hear is that there is love for this SDR manager as well, this person to support you. Yeah. In your opinion, Eric, what makes a good SDR manager? Because we probably have some SDR managers listening to this that they would love to, you know, drop some bombs of truth from your opinion. Oh, man. Um, I wish I could give like the perfect thing. But of course, we're biased as SDRs and like being managed a certain way. But I I like Matt. So Matthew is our manager. He's he's incredible. He um, He's so supportive. He's very, very upbeat. And when things aren't going well, he's always he's like, hey, can we tweak something? Let's talk through it. Let's look at who you're targeting. Let's he's helpful because he was the guy that built out the whole process first. So he's been in our shoots. He was there and then became the manager and hired all of us. Like, so it's just like, he's been there. So just don't be afraid to, if like there's an SDR manager listening, it's like getting in the trenches is not a bad thing with us. So you can kind (laughs) of see what we're dealing with today. Cause it might be different from what you experienced two years ago, even. So it's just that first, so you can build a little bit of that credibility and two, just like if I guess understand the personas of your reps too. I, we have a couple reps on our team who are like, you know, you could stay away or like you don't need to be in touch with so much because you know they could, they'll hit their number and they'll they yeah. they don't need you to be over their shoulder. But some reps, you know, some reps on some teams need a little bit more encouragement and like really, it's really just about just being don't worry about yourself so much. It's kind of like when dealing with a prospect. It's like really about what they what they experience, what they care about versus what you care about, really. So it's mm-hmm. just, I, I always like, it's like really doesn't matter what we what we care about. Like when I was a manager at my old Parks and Rec job, I had a bunch of part-time staff and it's like, I really, my job is to make it, I wanted to make it as easy as them as possible because if it was easy for them and they were happy, usually they did good work. So it's just like, I, that's how I want to, if I ever get a manager role again, I always want to make it as easy and 
as painless for them to do their job as possible. Uh, so I think that's a big one and just be supportive and like train to their strengths. I think that's a really, like a lot of, a lot of people are like, you can build up your weaknesses. I'm of the belief. No, like your weaknesses for a reason, like double down in your strengths and like coach to your strengths. I, if I could tell this quick story, um, in my, at my old job at NCSA, my first, I had a sales, I had a couple sales managers. My first couple, like I had a sales manager who was not as supportive. He was kind of like, I did it this way. And like when we would talk to, we talked to parents of student athletes. So he'd be like, you have to kind of twist the knife a little bit, be a little bit painful with these parents. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to make a mom cry. Like, that's not what I want to do. Like, so I'm like, not like that. And so like, I had kind of a tough time with that manager, but then I got a new manager and like moved to a different team. Um, and coincidentally, like two weeks later, picked up fanatical prospecting, but like, uh, like moved to a new team and my new manager, Nate, and I would love to give him a shout out. Nate Schuler, He's awesome. He still hasn't accepted my, my LinkedIn <laughs> request because he's never <laughs> on LinkedIn. Listening, yeah. Record, Come accept, on, accept. accept me because I like, I still say like, he was the, one of the best managers I've ever had. If it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would still be in sales because like mm. I had a tough first couple months with this manager. And then I went to him and he was like, Eric, like, we don't have to like build deficit if, or like get negative if that's not what you're comfortable with. Like, let's build a call your way. And like, mm. I made it my way and then it clicked. And then that along with fanatical prospecting, like habits I built, I just accelerated like super fast. So it's just coach to the strengths of the, of the rep. If a rep is good with being a little bit like, you know, they could kind of push the pedal down on a prospect a little bit and like pressure and let them coach to that strength. If they're want to be a little bit nicer and be more friendly, like, coach to that like it's they're better when they're playing to their strengths that is some solid advice and dude like if in the future like you said if you ever want to go into like management again i think you've already got the plays you know the blueprints you know how it has to be done based on how you've experienced it and i think that's really important for sdr managers because you're right a lot of us like me as a coach i was doing the sdr all years ago and the stuff that i did then may not work today so I think it's really healthy to jump in the trenches and to do a call blitz with your team, to try and do some prospecting and try and book meetings. I used to love doing it. I did it earlier this year where I had to put my SDR hat on with one of my clients' intro and I had to generate the meetings. And uh, I booked a C-level meeting with a big FMCG company and they all turned around to me like, okay, he's part of the crew. He can actually do this. Mm -hmm. And it inspired them. Um, and like, yeah, coaching to like kind of how you want to do it as well. Like, Again, there are frameworks that we can follow, but you need to add in Eric's own flavor to that. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to work for you. So I think that's really important. And yeah, I can definitely resonate with, I've had managers in the past, I know like, we do it this way. This is the way we're going to do it. You've got to follow my play. And it can cause a lot of friction. So I think letting people to be open to experiment and also allowing them to fail because that's the best way we learn, right? Um, so perhaps maybe like later in the future when we are allowed to talk about some good news, maybe we could have yourself and your manager as maybe a two-person, three-person <laughs> show. It's an idea I had with somebody from um, another uh, another guest on another show where we're thinking, hmm, maybe bring the manager in. What, what do you think, Eric, maybe in the future? I'd have to, yeah, let me t I could talk to Matt. He's pretty upbeat. I, I could see him doing it. <laughs> mm, we have a trend, guys. So listeners, if you're listening, this is definitely, as I mentioned in the last show, something I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, if Eric and Matt are up for having a show in a couple of months' time, I'm down. I'm 100% down. Um, so Eric, I really want to thank you for all of your energy and all of your knowledge. Um, as I ask most of my guests, what would be your three key 
takeaways that you would love to share to a younger version of yourself of somebody who's just about to embark on this journey in SDR land? Sure, yeah. So I kind of mentioned it uh, a couple of times, but I'd say the number one thing is to stay hungry and keep learning. Like we mentioned that, and it's so important. And I'd say that book, Fanatical Prospecting, like if I didn't pick that up, if I didn't do, just check on Reddit with the, the sales, what the sales subreddit looked like. Like, I don't know where I'd be today. So don't be afraid to just, like, if you're still in, sitting on the couch, you don't want to watch, like, your boring TV, Netflix, like, just maybe take a look online, see, see what other resources are there, because there's tons, mm-hmm. tons. And then two, I'd say build your system. Like, I mentioned the system before. If you don't have a system, you're kind of just hoping to hit your number. When you build your yeah. system, like you kind of figured it out how to hit it. So like you could figure it out. And if you can build out your system, it's possible. And then number three is test and always, always be testing and always be changing. So we didn't really touch on it, but I'm a big data junkie. Test your outreach. Test it so then you have good data that you could take to your manager to decide if change should happen or to change things yourself. Like you don't want to go to a manager and say, this isn't working without data, record your own data. And then you could save your, save your data yourself and have that for down the line, because I'm sure managers down the line might be pretty impressed if you save a lot of your sales data too. That is some hot, hot advice. Eric Beer, thank you so much. Um, and obviously we've had a few of them, but who would you love to give a shout out to uh, towards the end of the show, Eric? Sure. So I've got a couple people. First one, Nate, except my connection requests on LinkedIn. Nate Schuler, <laughs> come on, man. Um, but yeah, he was incredible at NCSA. Like I said, I still to this day, like I attribute my sales career to he like kicked it off in the right direction. Number two, Matt, my manager, he's the bomb. He is absolute bomb.com. He's the beast and would not be here and like confident enough to do this without him and like so, him being so supportive and everything. Um, I'm going to say Todd Capone. Because he helped me at Shopping Gives, wrote that book, Transparency Sale. He's incredible. Go check out that book if you haven't. The Transparency Sale by Todd Capone. He's he's great. And then the last one, I'd say Ryan Walker from Victory Lap. He was so supportive. And the whole team at Victory Lap was so supportive with me. And to put that in perspective, like they had a job lined up for me where they were going to get paid money if I took that job. And then there was Chili Piper, who I had applied on my own. And they encouraged me to go Chili Piper. So they lost money. Like by telling me to do this, and because mm-hmm. they were so supportive and such good people over there at Victory Lap, like incredible people. Ryan Walker, you've got an incredible team. Like, just keep keep killing it. That's a lot of hashtag sales love. I love it, Eric. Thank you so much. Um, and for obviously, for any of the SDRs or guests that are listening in, um, I always encourage people to get in contact with each other. So some SDRs don't mind like socials, like Twitter. LinkedIn or perhaps reaching through SDR Nation, what's the best way? If I'm an SDR and I want to have a piece of your time, what's the best way to connect with you? Sure, yeah. Just come find me on LinkedIn. I'm usually pretty pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my name is just Eric, E-R-I-C-H, because my parents are super German, decided to get fancy with it. Last name is Beer, B-E-E-R, like the drink. So just come find me. I'm pretty active. Love it. Solid, Eric. Thank you so much, Mr. Beer. Well, look, as mentioned, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the SDR Disco Call podcast. Definitely want to get you back in as a future guest. Maybe Matt could join us, but if not, then there's some news you may want to share with us as well. We'll just keep it top secret. Always so good. For sure. But uh, Eric, most importantly, good luck in the coming weeks and months. And most importantly, happy selling, my man. All right. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR Disco Call, one word, at bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests, so if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR, BDR, MDR, or ADR, and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io, and we'd love to have you on board.